everyone, and welcome to the One Man Renegade Podcast. I'm your host, the Honorable Greg B., and this is Chapter 147. But more importantly, this is Part 1 of the 2020-21 Movie Ranks Countdown. So, every year for the last, I think this is the sixth year I've done it, um, I've ranked all the movies I've watched in that year from worst to best, and then done also done my... Uh, Oscar predictions as well as we lead up to the Oscars, which are happening next Sunday. Um, so time to time to get ranking. Um, so in this year, I uh, I watched seventy five movies, which is more than any of the other years. But there's a little bit of a caveat to that because why am I doing this so late? Well, you might ask yourself, well, why are the Oscars so late? Well, it's because the Academy decided to uh, extend the Oscar uh, period out for two months so normally in a normal year um they um it's the os the movies that are eligible for the oscars are movies that came out between january 1st and december 31st of the previous year you know and then they usually have the oscars sometime in february early march uh late february early march usually but this year because of the pandemic and everything going on they decided to delay it a bit and everything up and including uh, January and February. So the deadline was February 28th uh, was the final day uh, for movies to come out and be eligible for the Oscars. And they pushed the Oscars back to April 25th. So a couple months later. So that's why we're doing this a couple months later, but we're still on um, time to uh, lead right up into the Oscars coming up next Sunday. Um, so because there was 75, and the most I've ever done before is 70, uh, I'm going to add on the extra five to this video. So today we're going to do 75 through 61 because I figure these are the not good movies. So I'm going to have less to say about them. So it should we should be able to go through them a little bit quicker. Um, but if you missed any of the previous years, go on back to the archives and uh, listen to some of the previous years. Um, you know, it's kind of funny going back. If you go back and look at the list, my list, and you go back and listen to the podcast, maybe my list doesn't hold up over time. Like maybe certain movies that didn't really get a lot of <clears throat> um, love back in when they originally came out. Nowadays, maybe they are, you know, looked on fondlier, more fondly than they were then. I don't know. Uh, but if you want to go check out any of my old movie ranks countdowns, uh, you can go check those out. If you subscribe to the podcast on uh, Apple Podcast, Stitcher, or Spotify, you could also check out the blog at reservator.blogspot.com. And also, while you're at it, you might as well follow me on Instagram and Twitter at One Man Renegade, and go like and follow the uh, Facebook page, One Man Renegade Podcast, and check out the YouTube channel, One Man Renegade Podcast on YouTube, posting videos every day, mostly card opening videos, but other other videos pop in here and there subscription box videos and mystery box videos and stuff like that so go check all those out but with all that out of the way let's get to the movie ranks countdown for 2020 slash 21 yep you gotta include 21 too so it's gonna be interesting next year though because i don't know what the parameters are gonna be for next year if they're just gonna go from march 1st to december 31st get back on the normal pattern because that's gonna be like shortening it's I don't know, it's like two less months of movies, whereas this year is two more months of movies, although a lot of movies that were supposed to come out in 2020 didn't, so I don't know, but um, enough of me babbling on about nonsense, 
let's get to the real nonsense of my movie ranks countdown and the nonsensical movies that are in the bottom of the barrel. All right, so kicking things off at number 75, this movie is a Sabin movie. Uh, it came out May 8th, um, 2020. I don't know if I have to specify 2020, but for some of these I'm going to have to because the ones that came out in January and February, you don't know when you're there. Uh, but it's what didn't come out in theaters. As we're going to see a lot of that. A lot of these movies did not end up going into theaters. Some may have not anyways, but um, many that would maybe have uh, didn't. So there uh, is no box office numbers. Uh, it, is, it, currently have a, it currently has a 0% on Rotten Tomatoes. It Metacritic didn't even bother. There's no, nothing even listed for Metacritic. And the IMDb score is currently at a 3.1%. Um, and there's no cinema score, and I didn't see it in theaters because it wasn't in theaters. And that is The Legion. And good God, I just don't even remember watching this movie. I know it had um, Mickey Rourke in it randomly, and he was like this like guy that was like a sorcerer or something, and there was a legion of of like. Of, you know, some sort of legion fighting a war or something, and like then he captured somebody, and they were trying to negotiate. And oh man, it was this movie was terrible. <laughs> I think it's on Amazon. I, I, it was either Amazon or Hulu. I think I don't think it was Netflix. I think it was Amazon or Hulu um, that I watched it on, and it just it popped up. Like so, basically, I didn't know what movies really to watch this year. It was kind of tough just because like. I didn't even know, like, movies weren't coming out in theaters, you weren't kind of getting the buzz or vibe of, like, what movies were really good or bad, because people were just kind of watching whatever. Um, and, you know, it wasn't like, oh, well, this movie did really well at the box office this, this weekend, maybe it's it's good, and check it out. No, it was like, there's nothing at the box office, there's nothing, I mean, there's nothing in the movies, there's nothing, no box office, it's random movies getting thrown up online, it's like, I don't know what this, this is. Um, so, I just made a list of all the movies that came out and was randomly picking them. This one happened to come up, and it was terrible, and I regretted watching it, but I watched it. I honestly might have fallen asleep during it. I don't even remember, but I don't recommend it. Kind of garbage. Let's move on. All right, number seven, coming in at number 74, this movie came out on June 5th. Uh, it was on Netflix movie, uh, so no box office or anything like that. It is also currently have a zero ranking on, on uh, Rotten Tomatoes. It's got a 15 on Metacritic and a 3.7 on IMDb, again, no cinema score, or and I definitely didn't see it in theaters. And this movie was The Last Days of American Crime. So this movie had potential. Um, in in sort of like a purge type of situation. So basically, there was, from what I remember from the movie, again, it's been a while since I watched a lot of these movies, and a lot of them weren't very memorable, let's be honest. But... Basic premise of this movie was that uh, they there was a law passed in Michigan or something that was basically gonna end crime. It was gonna it, people were gonna have these implants in their head and it was gonna stop them from committing crimes, but they weren't going to an effect until later on. So there was this group of hench or group of people that like had done a bunch of crimes in their career, but were kind of out of it. But now he was getting back in into it for one last one last hurrah they could there was a way they would be able to 
robs a bank or something and then get it across the border in time before the thing happened and I don't even remember. It was a whole bunch of nonsense and it just didn't work. But it was kind of purges in the sense that like, oh, there was one last day before people won't be able to commit crimes. Um, but then there were people that were like, like they were like officials that were like immune to this thing or something. But this like tower thing was supposed to go off and it was going to send a signal to everyone to not commit crimes. And I don't know. It was just all a bunch of terribleness. But the one thing that was bothering me was like it was a bunch of mostly no-name people in the in the in the movie, from what I remember. But the one the kid from um, Boardwalk Empire was in it. I was like, oh yeah, I remember him from Boardwalk Empire. Jimmy, whatever. I don't know if you want to ever watch Boardwalk Empire, but um, I don't want to spoil it because. But he was in it, and I'm like. I know that guy from somebody and from something. And I was like, I looked it up. I was like, oh yeah, that's the kid from Boardwalk Empire. What else did he ever do with his career? Apparently this movie and it's terrible and I don't recommend it. (laughs) But there we go. So that's number 74. Moving on to number 73. This is another Saban movie uh, that came out January 24th of 2020. Uh, It wasn't in theaters, even though it came up before the pandemic hit, which is never a good sign. It is currently also as a 0% on Rotten Tomatoes, 27 on Metacritic, and 3.5 on IMDb. I wasn't in theaters, so no cinema score. And it is John Henry. <laughs> so John Henry, I was like, John Henry, that sounds familiar. But then I was thinking, oh, am I just thinking of the Red Sox owner, John Henry? But there's like a folklore type story about John Henry. There's a couple songs about it. And I was like, okay, I vaguely kind of remember that um it's like a you know a, a, a black man that did some strong things or what i don't remember so uh, uh terry cruz stars as john henry and it's kind of an updated uh modern version of the story i guess and it's kind of like this action movie and there's this whole thing with his like dad and I don't know. It just was nonsense. And just it was just a bunch of violence for the sake of violence. It's a typical nonsensical action movie. But the fact that they kind of use this John Henry character as like the means to it was kind of like, why? Just make up a new name. Just a random character. Why does it got to be connected with this John Henry thing? So they could do an updated version of the song for the soundtrack. Like it was just... Um, I don't know. It wasn't good. Don't recommend it. Um, again, I think it was on Hulu or Amazon. I, I don't remember. Uh, it might actually been on Netflix. Now that I think about it. Uh, it's on one of those three. That's typically where most of these are on. Um, Hulu, Amazon, or Netflix. Um, but yeah, moving on. Uh, number 72. Uh, this was a universal film that came out last January 17th. But, like, wasn't released domestically, but was released foreign and made $49,000. Again, you know, maybe because of the pandemic, it it had a short life in the theater. I don't know, but whatever. Uh, It's got a 20% on Rotten Tomatoes, 34 Metacritic, 3.2 on IMDb. Uh, Didn't have a cinema score, and I didn't see it in the theaters, obviously. Uh, It's disturbing the peace. Um, So kind of an interesting premise um 
if I'm trying, I'm trying to remember, Guy Pierce, I believe, was the star of this one, and he was like a, he was like a sheriff of this town, but then some people rolled into town that maybe shouldn't be there, but then kind of gave him some, and like there was, I, 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 I don't even totally remember, but it was another one of those action films that was just things blowing up and people shooting each other for no apparent reason. Uh, but yeah, there was like this gang of people that came to this town and were trying to kind of take over the town sort of thing. And he was the sheriff. And then I feel like there was someone in the gang that he knew and there was a relationship somewhere. I don't remember. And then there was this other girl that did some things. And then there was, I don't know. I don't remember. I don't totally remember. Just don't remember it being all that good. And that that is why it is number 72 on my list. And I I don't know. Yeah, a lot of these at the bottom of the list were just god-awful movies I don't know why I watched because they randomly come up, came up on my list and I was like, alright, fine, check it out. And then halfway through, I'm probably Googling stuff and not even paying attention or falling asleep. But hey, you know, it's that's one of the true measures of a good movie is if it keeps my attention the whole time or if by, especially with, you know, not going to the theaters very much this year. Um, will it keep my attention away from, oh, there's a, you know, you know, you know. Sometimes I have the Bruins game on a different TV, or the Red Sox, or something else. Some other, something else on the, another TV, and it's like, how much of the movie am I watching, or how much am I watching the game, or if I'm just on my computer looking up stuff. Like sometimes there'll be some random person in a movie. I was like, oh yeah, that guy. Who? What? What else has he done? And then I just start googling stuff. And, and looking up IMDb stuff, and then I just go down a rabbit hole and start looking up stuff and stuff, and then I realize I missed, like, 20 minutes of the movie, and then it's like, do I go back and watch that, or do, do I really care? And that, you know, that's kind of the measure of, of the movies this year for, for a good portion of them. But anyways, that was number 72. Um, so number 71, this movie came out last January, January 3rd, 2020. Uh, it was in theaters, because this was before the pandemic all happened well so were the last two but they weren't there ah whatever uh this one made 11.4 million dollars opening weekend 21 domestic 49.5 uh worldwide 21 percent on rotten tomatoes 41 metacritic 4.3 on imdb it got an f cinema score and i actually did see this one in the theaters and it was the grudge so yes the grudge they they remade the grudge so it was kind of more of a reboot, I guess, because they do sort of reference the original Grudge uh, movies that came out, I don't know, 20 years, almost 20 years ago now, uh, with Sarah Michelle Gellar and, and whatever. Like, I don't totally remember the second one as well. I remember the first one pretty well, but I do remember there was a second one, um, which I thought the first one was really good. The second one, meh, and then they never did anymore. Or I, maybe they, I think they actually did do more. But they weren't in like theaters and blah blah blah. They were like made for TV or DVD or whatever, straight to DVD movies or whatever. Uh, but this one was rebooting it. It was very similar type of thing. There's this grudge and there's a house and people and they're all haunted and it's supposed to be scary and whatnot. And it was fine, but ultimately it was kind of like, yeah. I mean, I if you're gonna watch it, watch the original. A lot of people say watch the original, original, the Japanese version, and yeah, it's fine too. I've actually did see, I do remember watching the original Japanese version, or at least checking it out. I don't remember if I watched the whole thing, because it was right around the time, right after, I think it was right after The Ring came out, and everyone was like, oh, The Ring's really good, but you gotta watch the Japanese version. I do remember 
watching the Japanese version of the ring. And I think I watched part of the Judd, the grudge as well. Um, but I don't know, whatever. I mean, ultimately, you know, it was the temps that are rebooting it and I just, it, it fell flat, uh, for me. Um, all right. So moving on to number 70. So number 70, uh, was a Disney film. I believe it was, might've been touchstone. I don't know. Or something. Is it touchstone? Is that one of theirs or some other, some other, or actually, no, I think this was searchlight Fox searchlight. You formerly Fox Searchlight, which is now just Searchlight, which is all owned by Disney. Everything just falls under the Disney umbrella at this point. I don't even remember. But uh, whatever. It was some subsidiary of Disney films or whatever. Fox or whatever it is now. 20th century or whatever. Um, But this movie came out Valentine's Day of 2020. Uh, It was in theaters because before the pandemic. It made $4.6 million opening weekend. Eight. 0.2 0.2 domestic um, and 8.9 worldwide. So it didn't make much um, outside the United States. Uh, it's um, it's 38% Rotten Tomatoes, 49 Metacritic, 4.9 on the IMDb. It got a D on the cinema score. I did not see it in theaters. And it is downhill. <clears throat> so... If you're trying to think, what is what was downhill? I kind of vaguely remember. Yeah, so it was briefly in theaters um, uh, before everything got shut down. Uh, Will Ferrell and Julia Louis-Dreyfus star as a couple going on a ski trip to Europe. Now, it's a, technically a remake of some other film that I'm blanking on right now um, <clears throat> from years ago. Um, so it's like a sort of, it was like a, I don't know if it was like a, I'm trying to remember if it was, I forget what country it was, a French film or Austrian film or something, some some foreign film that was like a, or maybe might have been Canadian, I don't remember. It was some, it was some, some film that was original, it was called something else, but whatever. So they redid it, or maybe it was Iceland. I don't remember. Regardless, doesn't matter. Point is, you have Will Ferrell and Julia Louis-Dreyfus. You think this is going to be a funny movie. It was rated R, too, which was a bit weird. Because I'm like, all right, so they're going to go for a hard, hard, hard R on this movie? And then I think there was a couple F-words, and that was pretty much it. I was like, wait, why is this movie rated R? And it's not funny. And like, I don't know why this is a... Like, and we're going to... I'm going to have this argument... A bunch coming for going forward. And I know this was a remake, so it's a little bit meh um, to blame this movie per se. But why was like this is basically just a like nothing really even happens. Like there's one point where there's like almost like a, like an avalanche, but then it's just like oh, it wasn't anything, and always happens like stuff like you know the snow kind of falls and it's just normal. And then but they were freaking out about it and like. Will Ferrell's character like ran away and then Julia Louis-Dreyfus' character got mad. And that was about it. Then they fought for a little bit. Then Julia Louis-Dreyfus... I mean, I'm sorry for the spoilers and I probably should have said this up front. I'm going to try not to completely spoil the movies. But uh, there, there's definitely going to be some minor spoilers, if not major spoilers, for some of these movies. For these ones at the beginning, I don't, don't know if they really matter because they're terrible movies anyways. But just in case you're wondering, yes, there are going to be some spoilers. So, sorry. Um, but anyways, yeah, so, I don't know, they, they get into, like, a little bit of a fight, and then they're fine, or seemingly fine, or whatever, who cares, but it's just, like, 
imagine like you have a a, a uh, you know uh, a friends they're a couple with some kids and they want a trip and they're telling you about the trip that's the movie and it's like it's like all right you had an interesting nice little trip but it's like i don't i don't really need to see a movie about it and it wasn't very funny and given that's will ferrell and julie louis dreyfus you'd think it would be funny and it just wasn't funny or if it was i missed the jokes and maybe because i'm not married or have kids i don't know but i like skiing and i've gone skiing so i don't know because there's this one scene where, like, Will Ferrell, like, kind of gets drunk and goes to, like, a club with this other guy. And you think, oh, okay, things are going to get crazy now. Here's Will Ferrell. He's going to go Frank the Tank on us or something. And then, mm, yeah, no, not really. It's like, oh, man, what is this movie? So I, I wouldn't recommend that movie. You might be, like, intrigued because it's got Louis, Dewey Louis-Dreyfus and Will Ferrell in it. And it's like, oh, I both like both of them. And then it's like, oh, no, no, it's not good. <laughs> so anyways, all right, moving on. Number 69, which, you know, and a little bit of a spoiler here, because it, it will be on the list. I was almost tempted to put Bill and Ted face the music at number 69, just for the joke of Bill and Ted 69. But uh, it's, way too, it's way, that movie is way too good to be that far down on the list given what these other movies are i'll just say that do i have do i have it too high on my list probably is it because of nostalgia definitely um but regardless we'll get to that when we get to that uh but for number 69 this was a sony movie it came out march 13th of 2020 so it was briefly like very like that one weekend i think it got one weekend in the theaters and it made nine uh point one million dollars and uh, overall it did 12.5 domestically because you know some theaters didn't shut down right away but and then worldwide it did 33.4 million it's got 30 percent on rotten tomatoes 44 metacritic 5.7 imdb it actually got a b cinema score i did not see in theaters and it was bloodshot um so this is the vin diesel movie with vin diesel doing vin diesel things um and there was like he was so the thing about this movie was it was kind of advertisements kind of made it seem a little bit like i don't know uh um like a well what are those what are, <laughs> there's 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 one on the list coming up later but a loop movie where like there's guys stuck in a loop and blah 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 so like the way it was happening was like this guy was like almost he was almost dead and they were trying to manipulate him when he came alive to like oh this guy killed your family or you know you want need to get revenge on him but like they were just tweaking his memories so that he would kind of remember it and then go after a guy but they were like it was kind of like they were um this group of people were manipulating him and changing his thoughts so that he would think this he needs to get revenge on this person but it was actually not really the case they just manipulated his memories so that he would think that so they would go after somebody they needed eliminated so the concept was cool execution was terrible and like the the bad the just the way they promoted the movie and kind of like what you what i thought it was sort of going to be versus actually what it was was just wasn't totally there it was a little misleading i think um 
mean, there was elements of that, but ultimately it was, I don't know, it was kind of a blah action film again. So, yeah, number 69 on my list, Bloodshot. Um, so moving up, number 68, uh, this was an R RLJE film, whatever that is. Came on August 7th. It was in theaters. Made $309,000 uh, opening weekend. One point one, a little bit over one million dollars domestically, one point three worldwide. Twenty percent Rotten Tomato, twenty-two Metacritic, four point eight on the IMDb. Didn't have a cinema score and didn't see in theaters. This was the Tax Collector. So basically, this was kind of like um, um, what what would you call it? Um, kind of F. I wouldn't call them not not a mafia movie, not a mob movie, but like a cartel movie. There we go. Kind of a cartelish movie, um, starring like you know, there's this group of people that are running things, and there's the tax collector um, that goes and gets the tax from from certain uh, uh, groups to pay f- to, for the other groups. You know, basically collection money for stuff like that. Now, the biggest issue I had with this movie was Shia LaBeouf's in this movie, and apparently he's Mexican or something. I, I don't, it's a bit confusing, but it's like, wait, is Shia LaBeouf Mexican? I, I don't, I don't, or or whatever, Guatemalan or something, or whatever, whatever country they were they were from. I don't remember totally, but some sort of Latino. <laughs> I'm like Shia LaBeouf. Is he? I don't remember remember playing it that before. But he's playing it in this movie, which just was kind of weird. And again, another sort of action kind of movie that is kind of blah. And, uh, you know, the whole cartel type of thing was kind of meh. You know, it just, it just, meh. Tax collector, fine, whatever. Uh, just didn't really do it for me. Um, moving on. We got uh, number 67. Uh, This is a title media movie. Came out on June 12th. Uh, It was not in theaters. It's got 13% on Rotten Tomato. Uh, Metacritic didn't bother. (laughs) 4.5 on IMDb. No cinema score. It was Darkness Falls. So, um... I'm trying to remember this movie now because I do remember Gary Cole being in it and like one of the twins but I can't remember if it's the twin that was Iceman um or uh or from X-Men um or, or the other one I, can't, I think it's the other one not Ice uh man Iceman is it Iceman Ice that 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 or whatever it's one of those twins. <laughs> you knew him if you'd seen them and you don't know which one's was which, but he, one of them was in X-Men and this, I think this was the other one. Or it might have been the same one. I don't know. But anyways, he, he like, uh, so his, so there's these guys that are going around. Gary Cole plays one of them and one of them's his son. I forget who plays him, but they go around killing these women Um, and they kill his wife, I believe. And then he just tries to get revenge and hunts them down. And that's the movie. I think they blew, I think a 
something blows up or something a hospital blows up if I remember or something crazy happens um I don't know he just goes he goes nuts and because like, he's a cop I believe or a detective or a cop of some sort and he's kind of he's trying to he's um trying to hunt down these guys to begin with but then they end up killing his wife um but like people think he killed his wife I believe is what the thing is so people think he killed his wife. Yeah, I'm now, now I remember. It's coming back to me. People think... So his wife died. And people think he killed his wife. But he was trying to find out who killed his wife. And he tracks down these guys. Um, and then... I don't know. It just got... He got, it kind of goes rogue with it. It's it's fine, but it's just not good. It's not good. All right. Moving on. Uh, number 66 uh, was a Disney film of some form. I don't remember. Uh, this one was a Hulu film. I don't remember exactly which. Some sort of Fox affiliate, I believe. Or former Fox thing. Um, uh, this one came out uh, October 7th. Again, it was on Hulu. Uh, 23% on um, Rotten Tomatoes. 42 Metacritic, 5.6 IMDb. Wasn't in theaters. There's no cinema score. And obviously I didn't see it in theaters. Uh, is Books of Blood. So this one was a, um, what are they called? Um, anthology film? Is that what they're called? Where it's like there's there's different stories um, that aren't completely related. They're somewhat related. It's kind of like scary stories to tell in the dark. But there's like a central theme around the stories. But the stories themselves are different. Um... And they all center around this books of blood um, thing um, trope. I honestly will say that I don't totally remember much about this movie, other than it wasn't all that good. Uh, the stories themselves were kind of bland horror stories that weren't very good. The whole connecting piece was kind of nonsensical. I mean, for a horror movie, fine, whatever. But yeah, I just I just don't remember it being all that great. Uh, but it was a horror film, and it was it came out around uh, Halloween, so it got bonus points for that, I guess. That's why it's not lower in the list. Um, and you know, it was one of those things where it's like you know, it's got different stories. So if one's not really up to speed for you, you know, wait for the next story. And uh, I'm trying to even remember what the stories were, though. That's the problem. I'm just it's been a while since I saw this, and they're all kind of. Bre- it all kind of bleeds together, so I don't even totally remember what the stories were. Um, yeah, I'm blanking. But anyways, <laughs> there it is, Books of Blood. It's on Hulu, so check it out. All right, next up, um, number 65, United Artists film. Came out last uh, January 31st of 2020. Uh, it was in theaters. It made $6.1 million opening weekend, 15.3 overall uh, domestic, and then 22 worldwide 64 million dollars uh, 60 sorry 64 percent on rotten tomatoes 64 on metacritic 5.4 on imdb and it got a c uh and i did not see it in theaters and it is gretel and hansel hansel gretel and hansel which you might be familiar with hansel and gretel typically as it's referred to but this is gretel and hansel because why not um so yeah, it's a retelling, a reimagining, a re, a new version of Hansel and Gretel, or Gretel and Hansel. 
Um, and it's it deals a lot more with the witch stuff um, than I kind of remember Hansel and Gretel being. So, like, Gretel, which is played by the girl from It, um, is a witch or becomes a witch or, like, gets trained by the witch to be become a witch. And, but then, like, you know, turns it around and whatever. Um, they did a weird thing with this movie where it's got this weird, like, aspect ratio. I was a bit confused. I'm like, wait, is something wrong with my TV? What's happening here? But it's like this weird, it was like, it was not like your typical, um, old, like full, full frame, like four by three, but it wasn't like 16 by nine. It was kind of like in between. It was some artistic, artistic take on it for some reason, because it was trying to do this whole like throwback E5, but it was just confusing because I'm like, what's going on with my screen? So that was annoying. Um, and yeah, Hansel and Gretel, I've never really cared for the story all that much. It's fine. It is what it is. It's an old fairy tale and whatever. It's like, oh yeah, some kids get lost in the woods or get sent off in the woods or whatever. And then a witch finds them and lures them in with candy and then tries to kill them and eat them. And then they get revenge on her and whatever. Fine. So, and I know they've done the more recent, like Hansel and Gretel, witch hunters, like kind of take on that. That was an interesting twist on it but this one's more of the typical story but that deals more with the witch part of it and like the background with the witch and stuff and then Gretel becoming a witch does that I mean I think it's more focused on Gretel than Hansel which is why it's called Gretel and Hansel not Hansel and Gretel I believe part of the reason but yeah I mean overall like there's probably better Gretel Hansel and Gretel movies out there so I would say go check those out rather than this but if you want a more current version with a weird aspect ratio sure go ahead all right next up number 64 is a netflix movie came out last may may 19th 2020 uh obviously netflix so it wasn't in theaters so no numbers there uh 33 on rotten tomato 33 metacritic 5.7 surprisingly on imdb and uh so no cinema score and obviously didn't see in theaters and that is the wrong missy um so the the thing about Adam Sandler with him his deal with Netflix is he kind of was able to get his friends movies too and while back in the early 2000s mid early mid 2000s um his friends could get movies on actually go in theaters and some of them were okay some of them were terrible um and David Spade was one of those friends and he had obviously Joe Dirt and Dickie Roberts uh, were two of the movies I can think of off the top of my head. Um, but then he kind of disappeared from that sort of thing. He did the television thing for a while um, and stuff. Uh, you know, he was doing the television stuff before that too, but whatever. Uh, they did Joe Dirt 2 on Crackle. But now Adam Sandler got his buddy back on Netflix. The the, little, the wrong Missy. Uh I can't say this movie is good, but it's got Roman Reigns in it, so that's why I get some bonus points. Uh, Adam Sandler not in the movie, but his wife is, because, sure. Um, But Rob Schneider is. And I was kind of confused, because I was like, they go to Hawaii, like, basically the premise is, he he goes on a blind date with this girl named Melissa, but then he meets this other girl who's named Missy, or, but also Melissa, and then he gets them mixed up, 
Then he goes on this retreat for work to Hawaii and then invites the wrong Missy. Hence the name of the movie. But then, you know, shenanigans and stuff happens and there's his ex-girlfriend or something's there and whatever. Um, Rob Schneider's in it and he plays like a tour guide boat guy. And I was trying to think, is that the same character he played in 50 First Dates? And I meant to look it up to see if it was, because recently I happened to be flipping channels and 50 First Dates was on um, County Central or something. And I was like, oh, Adam, oh, uh, Rob, oh yeah, Rob Schneider plays this Hawaiian character, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, wait, didn't he play one in like the wrong Missy too? He's like a tour guide type of thing. I wonder if it was the same character, because they've done that before with Adam Sandler stuff. I know, like, the uh, Otto, who played the um, um, caddy, was then in Jack and Jill. And I feel like there's been other characters that have been in other Adam Sandler movies. Maybe that have been, I don't know. That one in particular rang, rang, rang the bell for me. So I was like, I don't know, is that the same supposed to be the same character or, or not? I don't know. But anyways, wrong Missy. It's David Spade. It's goofy stupid humor adam sandler movies but it's it's r-rated so it's a little wrong to use not for kids necessarily um well definitely not i would i would say it's not for kids uh, as opposed to like some of the more some of the adam sandler movies are uh this one's a little more raunchy so yeah it's got vanilla ice roman reigns uh, i don't know whatever else all a bunch of the adam sandler people that are in all the adam sandler movies Including Rob Schneider and David Spade. Uh, but anyways. Um, yeah, that's number 64. Alright, moving on to number 63. This was an Amazon Studio Films. Came out to, uh, came out October 13th uh, on Amazon Prime. Uh, so it wasn't in theaters, so no money, uh, so no box office numbers. This one's got uh, 62% Rotten Tomato, 58 Metacritic, 5.7 IMDb. Uh, no cinema score, and I did not see it in theaters because it wasn't in theaters. Uh, this one is called Nocturne. Um, I don't know. Maybe this movie just wasn't aimed at me. But it start. It's like these. It's a. It's about these two twins that go to this like school for like music. They both play the piano, and like. There was a girl that went to the school that killed herself. And the one of the twins that's like not doing as well, like the not as not as well adjusted and kind of close, you know, kind of not as popular twin. Um, kind of finds his note, her notebook and then starts kind of like going off of that and and playing and whatever. And then she kind of starts reading it and getting mixed up with some nonsense that I don't even totally remember. I, I don't know. And then all sorts of craziness goes down and then her life kind of spirals out of control. And her sister's trying to help her out and it's just fight after fight after fight. I don't know. It's a bu- bunch, of, bunch of teenage girls going to... Uh, or, I don't know. <laughs> piano school. So, yeah. not Probably not in my, in my realm of... Um, of uh you know i'm probably not the audience for this movie but it was like supernatural you know they you know the i read the description it was like there's a supernatural like thing and like that kind of was involved but like not enough that it really had my attention too much 
I mean, it shot well. The acting was pretty good. That's why, you know, it's higher up on the list than, say, you know, the other movies or whatever. And the and the story itself could have been good, I guess. I don't know. It just it just didn't... That My interest wasn't totally there just because the subject matter... I don't know. wasn't wasn't in my f- f- wheelhouse in terms of interests. So, yeah, there we go. All right, moving on. Number sixty-two. This one was a vertical film. Uh, came out last September eighteenth. Uh, it wasn't theaters. Limited as it was. Made seventy-nine thousand dollars opening weekend. Made one hundred and sixty-seven um, domestic and made four point two worldwide. Twenty-seven um, percent. Um, Rotten Tomatoes, um, zero, uh, Metacritic, no score from Metacritic, uh, 5.4 IMDb, no cinema score as it was, uh, it wasn't in, it wasn't a, uh, uh, wide release. Cinema score typically only does wide releases. It wasn't theaters, but what, no. and I'd not seen theaters and this is called No Escape. So They've done this before. There's been plenty of these movies uh, where they do escape room types things. But this one was a little different in that... So, basically, there's this guy that he's... It's about to be his birthday, and he's a... Um, kind of a YouTuber type of thing. He live streams and does videos and such. So, he's going... He's getting taken on a trip, and he doesn't know where they're going or what they're doing. It's supposed to be a surprise... There's other people that are involved with like the channel that you know are kind of putting this all together, uh, and basically, so it gets set up where like they go to this bar and then they run into this guy and this guy's like, hey, let's, hey, you guys ever do this like escape room thing? It's supposed to be the best thing ever and blah blah blah. Go to this escape room and check it out. And so they go to the escape room and then things aren't going like they're supposed to and things get messed up and. Someone gets hurt, and then people start getting killed, and all sorts of craziness happens, and then he gets mad, and stuff happens, and then there's like a twist, and I don't want to ruin it for you, but basically an escape room movie, but there's twists and turns to it. Um, it wasn't bad, it wasn't terrible, but it wasn't great either. Uh, but the twist was interesting, although, you know, if you're paying attention, you kind of see it coming pretty early, early on, um. But yeah, I mean, not bad. I mean, you know, it's nothing. Escape movies, we've escape room movies. I mean, I've seen plenty. Of, I've seen them. I mean, it's you know, it's been done, so it wasn't anything totally original. But um, yeah, so um, yeah, it's all right. I mean, you know, now we're getting into the movies. It's like I don't necessarily recommend it, but if you're looking for something stupid to watch, yeah, I go check it out. Why not? Um, all right, next up, number 61. That this will be the f- we got episode one down. Um, 61. Uh, so this one came out in um, last August, August 21st. Uh, Sabin again. Uh, I watched it on Netflix, so I don't know where it was. It ended up on Netflix, um, at some point, but um, it's got it wasn't in theaters, so no, no, uh, no, uh, box office numbers. It's got 21% on uh, Rotten Tomatoes, no Metacritic score, 5.7 on IMDb, uh, no cinema score, and uh, yeah, they obviously didn't think theirs. And that is The Vanished. So, um, yeah, so this one's an interesting movie um, because there's a twist to it. 
And if you're paying attention, you can probably figure it out pretty quickly. Um, but if you're, you, it's, it's a bit interesting. So basically it stars, uh, Thomas Jane and I can't remember the actress's name. Who was the actress? It was, it was somebody. It wasn't nobody. Why am I blanking on who it was? Um, as I look it up, but basically this couple, they go to, um, they have like an RV type thing and they go to like this RV camping site around Thanksgiving. So it's, you know. RV camping set around Thanksgiving, not, not, not like very populated, you know, not a lot going on, uh, not a lot of people, kind of desolate a uh, bit, um, but they go there with their daughter, and um, they're setting up camp, and they're getting ready, they're saying hi to the neighbors and stuff, and then all of a sudden the daughter disappears, um, so then they call the cops, and they're like all looking, and then and then, oh, Anne Hache is the is the wife is the wife. I was like, yeah, I think it's Anne Hache, but let me double check. Yeah, Anne Hache is the wife. And so they, you know, call the cops and they're out looking for the daughter. But then, but then there's a guy that's supposedly on the loose um, that escaped from the prison. But then they encounter the guy and ends up not being the guy. But they kill the guy and. And they're trying to hide the bodies and the neighbors are getting, or the people next to them are getting, you know, upset or, you know, uh, you know, uh, or kind of, um, there's a lot of fighting and then, you know, a lot of back and forth and there's a lot of stuff going on. There's a twist. I won't give it away, but there is a twist um, at the end. It's not bad. I, th- I thought it was a decent movie. I mean, Hour of Lead was the original title and then it changed it to Vanished. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I thought it was decent. Um, it obviously didn't get the, cr- the critics love. Uh, it is kind of weird. There's some weird parts to it, but, um, yeah, uh, but yeah, it's not bad. I don't know. I, 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 I thought it was enjoyable. So I, I mean, again, these are kind of those movies that don't necessarily want to totally recommend, but if you're looking for something to watch and. You're flipping around Netflix and it's all boring crap that you don't want to watch. You see The Vanished. Check it out. Not terrible. Um, so yeah, that's going to do it for part one. Uh, so we're that we're down to 61. Uh, so come back tomorrow. Uh, I will do numbers 60 through 51. And we keep the train rolling as we head on towards the Oscars coming up on Sunday. Uh, but yeah, thank you everyone for listening. Stay safe. Have fun. Come back tomorrow for the next round part two and uh, let me and let me know in the comments and in the and and whatever uh leave your comments on whatever i don't know on apple podcast or stitcher or uh spotify if you can or maybe on the apple podcast i don't know or yeah tweet me at woman renegade tweet me or instagram whatever send me a dm whatever you want to do let me know what you think of my list let me know maybe your list um what your th- what your thoughts of what the best movies were for 2020 slash 2021 um maybe you disagree with me completely or maybe you agree with me i don't know just let me know and uh yeah come back tomorrow for part two and yeah